Welcome to another edition of Contractors Corner, a Solar Power World podcast series in which our editors talk with solar contractors and installers just like you. This podcast series is a companion to the Contractors Corner column in our print magazine and on our website, so make sure you look for our featured solar contractors in every issue. In this episode, we are speaking with Brandon Cheshire, founder and director of production at Sun Harvest Solar and Electrical. Thanks for joining us today, Brandon. Thank you very much, Kelly. It's my pleasure. I'm happy to be with you. All right. Well, let's start off learning a little bit about your company. When did you form? Where are you located? How many employees do you have? And have you always been involved with the solar industry? Well, we, we formed in 2009, and we're located in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, we're up to 33 employees currently. Uh, I personally have been in the industry, energy industry as an electrician. Um, prior to embracing solar in 2008, um, I actually got electrocuted for the first time with my dad wiring up a water heater when I was six. So I've been playing around with energy for a while. Um, but ever since I jumped into the solar industry in 2008, uh, it's been nothing but sunny days and sunshine ever since. Okay. So what is your service area and how many solar customers do you estimate are kind of in that geographical range? Sure. Well, we currently service the whole state of Arizona. Um, and ironically enough, we've just been rewarded a project in Needles, California, just on the other side of the river there. Um, and as far as how many uh, potential homeowners there are, customers, you know, that's that's a little bit difficult to quantify, and I'm somewhat of an optimist when it comes to that. So in 2013, there were 6.6 million residents in the state, and I recently read that Phoenix was growing at a rate just over 5% in population um, moving here from out of state in 2014. So that being said, being conservative, with the current saturation rate of residential solar being under 2% in the state, there are at least 6 million Arizona residents who could benefit from distributed generation of solar energy. Okay. So are you doing mostly residential and like who are your main customers? Uh, Yeah, we do, um, you know, the majority of our, our current installation base would be uh, residential. If I had to put a number on it, I'd say 98% of the work we do is residential. Um, And, you know, we do kind of a unique unique offering where we have somewhat of an a la carte um, brand of services. So we'll work with, you know, the the customer who's the the do-it-yourself and the survivalist and they want to you know, do everything that they can to, to the degree. They just need a licensed contractor to be able to, you know, certify, inspect, and, and sign off on it. So, you know, we'll work with those, and then we'll offer the full spectrum where the homeowner just needs to sign and, you know, give us access to their roof, and everything's done for them. So that's kind of our, our, our spectrum there. We'll really cater to both both sides and anything in between. Okay, going along with that, what other services do you offer customers? Are, are you helping with financing, O&M, anything like that? Sure. Um, you know, we, we do have uh, zero down. Um, we have zero down financing. We don't do any type of lease offering. That is something we've been uh, adamant against as, as consumer advocates. 
Um, but we do uh, we do install for other contractors that offer leases. So you know we also do subcontract installations as well. Um, and we're you know we're currently installing about 100 kW a week uh, going into into February. We should actually be installing closer to 120 130 kilowatts a week um, if the forecasts remain consistent. Um, but outside of you know outside of solar. Um, you know, we don't really advertise other services that we offer until, you know, we're really meeting with the customer and kind of get a sense of, of what they what they do need. Um, but we, you know, we offer services such as LED lighting, solar sunscreens, variable speed pool pumps, insulation, you know, even, even advice or education on, on composting and recycling and water conservation and, you know, electric vehicle charging. So, you know, these are services that we typically don't advertise that we um, that we perform, but it's something that's that's usually an advisement or a service that's provided pro bono for our customers. Okay, what is the regulatory situation in your state? Does the state government there in Arizona support the solar industry adequately, and in what ways? Well, Kelly, that's that's a loaded question, and unfortunately, we're in one of the most corrupt states in the union politically. Um, we are the home of crazy legislation. I can't tell you the amount of times I've had to apologize for being from Arizona in the airport. Um, but, you know, we have uh, the two largest utility companies in the state that have tried to pass a, a solar fee of 50 to $100 per month for their solar customers. Um, the regulated monopoly was able to get a seventy cent per kilowatt fee uh, initiated for solar customers, and that is per month. Um, and the second utility is is currently accepting public comments for a similar revenue tax on the sun. Um, we just recently had a sweeping election in which two of our utility regulators won in a lopsided victory, um, thanks to the reported influence of campaign funding topping $3 million from utility and fossil fuel interests, while other state regulatory offices, such as the Attorney General's office and the Governor's office, have also been influenced by dark money campaigns and um, fossil fuel and Koch brother uh, moneyed interests. So the solar lease model for residential is now um, very unviable in the state, um, with property taxes now being levered, levied on solar lease customers, which negates really any savings or reported savings that they may have encountered. Um, our local governments are doing great things, though, to invest in solar and divest from fossil fuel interests. So, you know, when you get down on the local levels with the city council and the mayors, um, Phoenix, Tucson, Tempe, Chandler Mesa, um, you know, they're doing a handful of things and it passed solar generation standards by 2020 or 2025, um, you know, that are very progressive. So, you know, the fight is always going to be with the state and the federal governments and the regulatory interests of a few, but the cities are paving the way for, you know, states to adopt more aggressive implementation standards. Um, <laughs> but it is an exhausting fight that, unfortunately, is inevitable. Well, it sounds like there in Arizona, you've learned a lot of business practices. So what's an important business lesson you've learned since you've been in the solar industry? Yeah, you know, it. I, I have not really wanted to get involved in public policy or regulation or even politics, but 
Um, it seems like my uh, my second hat that I'm wearing nowadays is more of a, a lobbyist or a political insider having to meet with senators and regulators of all different spectrums and trying to convince them that this is an economically viable uh, solution and it should be <laughs> embraced instead of resisted. Right. So where do you see the solar industry in five years? Well, I believe solar will be as ubiquitous as cell phones in five years. Uh, if I had to make a prediction, I believe this will be out of environmental and scientific necessity. I believe the public's scientific literacy will catch up with the scientific consensus. Um, you know, meanwhile, we're all witnessing more and more devastating effects of climate change and unpredictable weather patterns. Um, and I'd like to quote Jimi Hendrix here, and he said uh, that we'll have peace when the power of love overcomes the love of power. And I believe that the will and urgency to adopt solar will be evident and prevalent in five years' time. Okay, what do you enjoy least about being in the solar industry, and maybe what would you change? I'm assuming it's probably some of the political stuff. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> um, the regulatory environment, for sure, politics, the moneyed interests that fund um, climate denial and you know, the resistance of energy monopolies that are funded by pollution, extraction, and destruction of the natural environment. Um, I would want legislative change on all levels, an end to all energy subsidies, and a tax on carbon that would really level the playing field for energy and make solar much more viable. Okay, well then what's the thing you enjoy most about being in the solar industry? I love creating positive change, empowering citizens and consumers alike, and the satisfaction received from an honest day's work. Turning on uh, a little power plant that you just spent the day building is incredibly rewarding on so many levels. Plus, we're doing our part and leading by example and hopefully providing a legacy for our progeny. Okay. So what do you think has enabled your company to be successful? Um, well, I always tell the truth and I take it as it comes and I have a personal philosophy of treating my employees the way I want them to treat my best customers. The other things would only be focus, passion, and uh, the acknowledgement that this would not even be feasible or possible without the hard work and passion and dedication um, and the labor of my dedicated employees. Okay, very nice. Well, I think that's all for us. Thank you, Brandon, for talking with us today. Oh, my pleasure. I'm happy to do it. All right. This has been another edition of Contractors Corner, a Solar Power World podcast series in which our editors talk with solar contractors and installers. I'm Kelly Pickerel, Associate Editor of Solar Power World magazine. Thanks for listening, and please tune in next time. Mm-hmm.